and welcome to the first episode of the Distance Learning Roundtable Show on the Incandescent Radio Network. I'm Hope Katz-Gibbs, producer of the show and creator of Incandescent Incorporated. Thrilled to be here to introduce you to the hosts of our newest program, Distance Learning Roundtable host Pat Casella, who is the executive director of the U.S. Distance Learning Association, and Dean Hoke, who is the managing partner of the international organization, Edu Alliance. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Welcome, Hope. Thank you. So as is our tradition on the Incandescent Radio Network, this show, this first episode, will be a Q&A with these hosts, and we're going to talk about its goals, its missions, and guests who will be coming on. So, Pat, let's get started with you. First, tell us about USDLA, its mission, a bit about yourself, and how you came to be in charge of this amazing organization. Sure thing. So USDLA has long been a trusted resource for everything that has to do with distance learning for a long time. We started way back in 1987 when it was really difficult to do distance learning or even set up technology to do a meeting. Uh, Our mission has always been to help the masses better understand distance learning, if you will, uh, from the technology to the actual Uh, in-use practice for for educators, students, uh, equipment and service providers, et cetera. Uh, If you were involved with distance learning, you know, back then, USDLA was definitely your go-to resource. Um, My background is within technology. I became involved with the association when I was the vice president of product development back at a company called Vibrick Systems uh, some 15 plus years ago. Uh, first as an advisory board member for the association and then as president in 2018. Uh, I've held multiple chair spots for the association, including membership, conference and events, most recently platforms and services. It's a new committee that we have uh, before being asked to take on the executive director role for the association. Excellent. Dean, tell us a little bit about yourself and your organization. Well, Let's talk a little bit about Edge Alliance. We're a little bit older in terms of the consulting world. We started actually in Abu Dhabi in back in 2014. And we are a higher education international consulting firm. So our target is primarily that we work with international universities throughout the world. We also work though with universities in the United States that do partnerships. And strangely enough, that also, maybe not so strangely, gets into the world of distance learning and distance education, which is a worldwide desire and need. And so we work anywhere from traditional uh, market evaluation to distance learning needs to various other things. Uh, And it's a lot of fun, I must admit. Background a little bit has to do with higher education where I started almost 50 years ago. And then I moved into broadcasting and that was my first taste of truly distance education. Our station, which was in Louisville, Kentucky, was one of the stations that was providing distance courses. So in other words, they were doing what they called the old ITFS system. And this was providing classroom teaching to over 90,000 students in Jefferson County in Louisville. And as that evolved, it later became satellite television when I worked out in Texas and Alaska. And we were one of the biggest providers of satellite education 
to people in Texas and later in Alaska. So I've always had a taste for this area and eventually had started a company called Connected Learning Network. When I did that, it was my first experience with USDLA back in, what was that, about 1999. And so I've had some involvement over the years. So passion has always been in the field of distance ed, e-learning, very much enjoyed it. It's been a fascinating experience. I'm very excited to be involved in this project. Excellent. And that's a perfect segue to our next question, which is tell us about your show and how you guys came up with this idea to create this round, wonderful roundtable. Well, why don't I go ahead and begin? This this idea began with a, another podcast series that I'd been working on that was primarily international in nature. And one of the things that came up was, as I mentioned, distance ed is the talk everywhere. Doesn't matter where it is. And it isn't as a new idea. It's how it's been evolving so much. And particularly since the pandemic, it moved from a nice idea to we better be doing this and we better be doing this well. And as I was talking with people in um, presidents of universities and others, there was no question about it that there was a need for a series that would address distance education, leadership, and how it evolves in North America, who clearly are the leaders, to Europe, to Asia, to other places. And that's when I made a call to Pat, who I've known for quite some time, and said, Pat, got an idea. What do you think? Pat, I'm going to kind of turn it over to you from there. Yeah, no, the timing was perfect. Um, you know, USDLA happened to be talking about doing our own podcast, and Dean reached out with the idea of his podcast program and, uh, you know, distance learning or learning without boundaries, right? Uh, we started chatting. Dean and I have known each other for, for a while now. And, uh, you know, with the concept, it, it quickly became apparent that we had really excellent synergy. And, and here we are. Right. You know, um, it's, they say sometimes uh, uh, everything aligns. And in this case, it really did. It just uh, the timing was perfect. Yeah, that's excellent. So tell us about some of the exciting guests that you plan to have on the show. I know you haven't lined them all up, but next the next the first episode will be recorded this week. So tell us a little bit about that guest. Well, why don't we start there? We'll start with the first guest because we started talking about, well, who are we going to get? Who's going to be the first person? We knew we wanted somebody that was well-known, not only in the United States, but worldwide. In a sense, we wanted somebody who was a guru. And so we talked to various people. And then we both kind of stopped right in the middle of the conversation. We'll go, this is silly. That has to be Elliot Macy. And so we immediately, we both know him. And we made contact with him. And it took him about five minutes <laughs> yes, he, he likes the idea. And of course, Elliot's never been shy about being in front of a camera and talking to people. So that's where we started. The next part of this, though, is that we plan to do this, I think, on a monthly basis, I think is how we're coming at this. And we want to have leaders. We want to have people who can talk on various subjects, anywhere from the traditional online learning side to the technology side to the classroom. And furthermore, you know, Pat really brought up the, the focus of USDLA in this, which is I come from primarily higher education. Pat comes from corporate, mostly. And as we talked this through, we said, you know, 
let's make sure that the people and the guests that we go after have a combined experience so that we have people that are in corporate, K-12, government, higher ed. And that's really important to us because, again, it's not just an educational segment. It's a multi-tier, multi-industry segment. And that's kind of where we've gone going with this. So that's who we are targeting. And we're starting to have conversations with those kind of people everywhere. Pat, what are some of your thoughts? Yeah, no, same thing. You know, although my background, you know, I, I've been, I was an engineer to start, but then I got involved with product development, as I mentioned earlier. And while my focus there was uh, on a platform that wasn't specifically for the educational market, I sold it into corporations, healthcare, financial institutions, but education became one of those vertical segments that I started to focus on more and more. So, you know, while my background is on the corporate side and not being an educator, I found myself surrounded by educators, right? You know, constantly. Uh, and when I use that, use that term loosely, because it could be an educator at a, a corporation that was in charge of a training program or healthcare or education, you know, in, in its truest sense. Um, but to Dean's point, we have a lot of really great contacts. I mean, we look at our LinkedIn uh, combination of contacts thousands, right? And, and there are some really high-end folks that have a lot to share when we start talking about online learning and learning without boundaries, right? This, this is what we're, we're focused on here. So uh, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, like we said, Elliot was certainly a, a natural first. Uh, our brain started spiraling at that point. We came up with nearly a dozen folks as we started rattling off names on our first call. And we said, this is going to be great. I mean, these are some of the uh, the best of the best in the world that are going to be part of this podcast. Yeah. And like you said, Dean, it's so important since the pandemic. I, I joined the USDLA uh, in 2017 because I had an idea about a homeschool K-12 company yeah. that we would do at a distance. And so USDLA was a natural fit for me to come and get involved with. And I've learned so much and I'm really excited to be able to open this up to K to 12 homeschool corporate and just have everybody talk about the importance and power of distance learning. And thank God for Zoom and this platform, which has just changed our lives. And I met them at a conference that USDLA held way back then. So we never know what's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> and so I think this roundtable discussion is going to be amazing. Also in an opportunity to promote Ed Edu Alliance and USDLA, which brings me to my next question. The USDLA is having a powerful event in November. Pat, tell us about National Distance Learning Week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it started many, many years ago. And it's a, a week of free webinars that we provide back to the community. So while USDLA is a membership-based association, we also have hundreds of thousands of viewers that constantly go and check out our content. And one of the main events that we do every November, uh, and this is the week of uh, November 7th, is National Distance Learning Week. So every day we'll have at least two sessions. Sometimes we go as high as five sessions, but there's always a minimal of two. And this year we're gonna be focused on leadership in the online and distance learning world. And there's a lot of different topics there. You know, it's, it's not just on uh, how do you lead, it's a, a lot of how do I get my team motivated and what are some of the pitfalls that I need to look out for? And there's a lot of different segments, won't give everything away. But we already have registration open 
Um, if you go to that usdla.org website, you'll see under events, uh, the National Distance Learning Week webpage. There you can go up and, and register for the, for the webinars and they're entirely free. Um, both USDLA and our sponsors and partners are, are sponsoring these sessions for free. That's amazing. And the more we learn about distance learning, I think the more powerful we be we, we are as consumers and providers. So you, I love USDLA. It says does it such an amazing job. So we're going to end this podcast with one last question for each of you. Let's talk about the future of distance learning. We know where we were, then we experienced the pandemic, and where are we going? So, um, Dean, why don't we throw it to you for the first response, and then Pat will finish up with you. Well, it's been fascinating. I think Pat can talk a little bit better about the United States and what's going on there, but my emphasis really has been a lot of work internationally. And one of the things that I've noticed over the past eight to 10 years is the growing interest in how to use distance education, whether it's blended learning, fully distance, and in places where internet really is barely there, and which has always been one of the barriers. And I think one of the second barriers has been a trust factor of what distance ed can do, testing issues, all the things that we used to fight over years ago in the United States. What has fascinated me has been the change in attitude that I'm seeing. And for example, I work out in the Middle East quite a bit. I've noticed for the first time, the governments out there are now pushing towards distance ed and collaboration between universities, which is unheard of. Mm -hmm. That 10 universities are now working together, putting together new programs, degree programs that will be basically authorized by the government, which is how things have to be done out in that part of the world. And one thing I'll kind of give, do a little bit of a giveaway, and I'm stealing somebody's line because I liked it so much. I was interviewing a fellow by the name of Peter Wells. Peter Wells is with UNESCO, and he heads the higher education section. And so I'm asking him kind of the same question you've been asking me, which is about um, the pandemic. And he's, he's very British. And he proceeded to say to me rather hesitantly, well, well, it was a bad thing, of course. But when it comes to distance education, quite possibly, these two years have been the greatest thing that's ever happened to us. It's advanced us 10 years out in this part of the world. He felt that whatever that barrier is, has been broken. And now people, institutions, the only people that really been involved in it and really liked it out there and pushed it had been within the corporate community. Now we're watching education feel free, unencumbered. And I find that a major shift in terms of what we're seeing. So that's one of the things that I've noticed in terms of future education. That has a much better handle on the world in the United States heading the organization that he does. It's certainly not hard to establish a distance learning meeting these days with technology, but 35 years ago, it was really hard, right? And, and that's where USDLA was, was turned to, you know, folks were needing help with how do I set up a connection between two endpoints and what's a bridge and what's an MCU and all this technology is very technology focused. And, you, you know, you hope you asked hope, where is it headed to? Um, the technology is a lot easier today. Granted, people don't have it down to a science, that is where we're focusing our time more on the pedagogy of it, right? How should instructors leverage 
this this great technology that we have. You know, it's 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 there's a lot of different teaching methodologies, right? I could be teaching remote and only a remote audience, or I could be teaching a hybrid audience where I have you know both students in front of me and students uh, far away. And there's different things that you need to do when you're holding a class like that, right? There's different technologies, different methodologies. So really that's where I'm seeing the biggest change as we head into the future, not so much on having to get the pieces and the parts, but effective use of these pieces and parts for, for our teachers. It's, it's not like a teacher goes and gets a, you know, finishes their studies, gets a degree, goes and starts teaching. And then you throw them into the middle of the pandemic and they're like, I was never taught how to teach via distance learning or remote learning. And what am I supposed to do? And uh, I saw that over and over and over again uh, during the pandemic that we were spending a lot of time just helping folks um, understand better how to leverage and how to, you know, the pedagogy piece of it, right? how to instruct in this new world that we have. So that's where I see our biggest changes as we head out into the future for USDLA. And Pat, one of the things that I heard and see now, one of the most fascinating things, you talk about technology. I, I still have a tough time getting my arms around it every once in a while. The tools that we use to learn has just been completely flipped on its head. So not only the teaching methods, but for example, when I was in Nigeria, how they were handling the pandemic, they were doing them off their mobile phones. And that's how those conversations and using WhatsApp, you know, and and I'm just, how is this possible? You know, but with good teaching and good stylism and learning how them distance ed is a tool primarily. It's how those instructors, those trainers find best ways to use all these millions of tools. And that's the remarkable thing. I think we see. Well said, Dean. Well said. Tools, technology, content, the future, how kids are learning. So many things for y'all to talk about. I can't wait to hear more of the show, the Distance Learning Roundtable. We are thrilled to be producing it on the Incandescent Radio Network. And you are listening to episode one. Episode two will be coming at the start of November. I'm Hope Katz Gibbs, the founder of Incandescent Inc. here today with US, USDLA Executive Director Pat Casella and Edu Alliance Managing Partner D. Koch. They are going to bring you so much great information in the months to come. So thank you all for listening. We look forward to doing it very soon with episode number two. So thank you, Pat. Thank you, Dean. We'll see you all soon. 